Next on BYU Sports Nation, what's the greatest individual performance in BYU history? We'll ask Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, what he thinks, and what do you think? Weigh in on Twitter. Plus, a little would you rather in the Cougars get it done in Canada. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Monday, Monday, Monday. What's up? BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, July 6th, Jerem Jordan, alongside the newest member uh, of a of an Abby Wambach jersey, <laughs> Brian Logan. What's up, man? What's going on, man? I should get one of those. Huh? What a way to go out for her. Her her final World Cup game. There were a couple of those amazing uh, players man. for the U.S. and they went five two against Japan last night. Did you watch that game? I did watch it. Um, I had a battle with my son, who's three, by the way, and you know he was watching um, uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Oh yeah, classic pr- in my house. Prior, too. and I was like, hey, 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 man, you got five. I was counting down for him. I was like, you got an hour. Hey, you got thirty minutes. Hey, you got five minutes. And then, you know, obviously we change the channel. He he starts crying, makes a fit. And we're like, I'm like, dude, I, I don't understand where I went wrong, Jeremy, parenting. I, 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 I anticipated this. You know what I mean? I like, dude, I set you up. I, ex- I, I, I had your expectations. Look, you knew we were going to change the game. And then after, you know, uh, four goals, I was like, here, you can have, you can have the remote back. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, yeah. He needs to not worry about the medium. So if the TV isn't working, you give the iPad or the iPhone or whatever phone you have. Yeah. And then you go to YouTube. That was a my thing. Ki- my two-year-old can go through YouTube. She's like, boom, boom. Do you have, it on, you have kids' YouTube? We have kids' okay, YouTube. Okay, cool. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, we do too. So I was, I was being selfish. You're right. You're, you're, I'm taking good advice, father It's advice just a smaller you. TV. Yeah, I, I, was, I was selfish, man. I was on Twitter because it was so fun. But I, <laughs> it yeah. was so fun. No, daddy gets the game on the TV. I'm sorry. <laughs> two-year-old does not. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Did you hear about the Cougars in Canada? I did. The, speaking of Canada, World Cup to Cougars in Canada. Austin Colley, wide receiver for the BC Lions, five catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown in his Canadian Football League debut in a 27-16 loss to Ottawa. How about that? That's pretty good. That's good. And Cody Hoffman with the Montreal Alouettes, three catches, 46 yards, and a TD in a 29-11 win versus Calgary. That's a good start for those guys. That is. Both of them doing work. Uh, Taylor Sander, 13 kills and an ace in the USA's win over Poland to win their World League pool. Uh, the USA advances to the finals in Rio. All Taylor Sander has done this summer is played volleyball in Iran, Poland, Russia, and then Brazil. Traveling man. He's busy. He's getting married, too. Uh, summer ball. So current Cougars. There's, there's the minor leaguers, and then there's current Cougars. Playing uh, across the country. Current Cougar pitcher, Maverick Buffalo. He's the dude, if you watch during the baseball season, that stacked the rally caps on his head. He threw eight innings of no-hit ball Friday night for the D.C. Grays. Nice. Not bad. Not bad at all. And then BYU football signee Charles West was injured in a shooting over the weekend. West was shot in the arm while playing basketball with some friends. He was released from the hospital last night. With that, we rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. The World Cup final was awesome. As mentioned, Brian Logan handed the remote over to his kid after it was 4 nothing. I watched the rest of the game. It was 5-2, to two, a win for the U.S., their first World Cup win since 99. Within that performance, a hat trick by Carly Lloyd, the captain, until she handed the armband to, armband to 
Abby Wambach, in 16 minutes, which is an unbelievable individual performance. Wow. So we, Mom. So we're thinking of some of the greatest moments like that in BYU history, which brings us to today's Twitter question. What is the greatest individual performance by a BYU athlete in a big game? At SM Fielding, Kyle Van Noy in the Poinsettia Bowl won the game by himself. Hard to argue against that. In fact, that brings us to a very quick and early stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Kyle Van Noy is one of three players to score on both a fumble and interception return in a game in NCAA history. History. That's in the books. That's in the FBS Records. record book. How about that? Th- I mean, that was crazy awesome. I, I think this, out of all of the ones that we listed out and, and we thought of, this to me stands out the most. Why? Because he's a defensive player. And defense <laughs> wins championships, baby. This is a proven fact right it here. It won the Poinsettia Bowl championship. This man right here single-handedly <laughs> won the entire game, and he played defense. And you know what's unique about Kyle and a defensive player winning an entire game? He didn't play offense. When you look at guys, he did like, when he picked that ball off. You, when you look at guys like Deion Sanders, Charles Woodson, that play. Oh, oh, actually, and he didn't. He didn't return punts or any kicks. Right? When you look at defensive guys that usually win games in the past, like Deion Sanders. Interception return for a touchdown. Maybe a fumble return for a touchdown. But what happens? They play on the other side of the ball. Maybe they get a a reception for a touchdown. Or they return a punt or a kick. Kyle didn't do that. He stayed on the defensive side, which makes it that much more impressive, man. Defense, defense, defense. I can't can't express as much, Jerem. I know. know. Rarely are you speechless and... and (laughs) You know, stumbling over words. So I know how much this means to you. I just get so excited. That moment was so awesome. Let's relive it by listening to it. Ding well. Hit as he throws. Loose football. Recovered for a touchdown by Kyle Van Noy. BYU leads. Carter Blackburn on ESPN on the call. That was the 2012 point study bowl. So there have, been, there have been a bunch of great individual performances on a big stage or in a big game. Yep rather, for BYU football. It's one thing to get a hat trick. It's another to do it in the World Cup final with the world watching. By the way, that got a 15.2 rating in America. That is a huge number. Huge number. Other notable performances we should mention, and we'll leave out a gajillion. Jimmer Fredette's 52 points versus New Mexico in 2011. That was amazing. That was amazing, yeah. One free throw in that game, by the way. Danny Ainge scored 37 points against UCLA in the 81 NCAA tournament. That was the game before the Notre Dame game, okay? Kyle Van Noy, of course. How about Shane Yerbrook's six sacks against Kansas State in the 97 Cotton Bowl? Six sacks is the NCAA record. However, they didn't count that in the NCAA uh, record books because they didn't count bowl games at the time. What? But six is the record in a game in NCAA ballon. history. What was Kansas State doing? Do you not double team that man? After, after three, I think I would have been, you know, kind of annoyed. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, get that guy. T- time out. Time out. Let's regroup here, fellas. This is what we're going to do. We're going to have all three guys on this one guy. <laughs> in 95, I was uh, a little kid and mm-hmm. or a teenager, I guess. And I walked by Shane Rearbrook after a game on the field. His bicep was the size of my thigh. I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. Probably to this day. Was, he, was his bicep just bigger than your whole body? Probably, yeah. How about Taysom Hill? 259 rushing yards against Texas in 2013. As well as his uh, performance against Houston, where he threw for 400-plus and ran for 100. Seventh quarterback ever to do that. 
See that 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 was that's, that's amazing. That is that is amazing too. That would probably be number two for me. Mm. Um, you one know, is if, Kyle if, and if Kyle, yeah, Kyle would be number one. If if Taysom uh, or or if Kyle wasn't uh, on the list, if a defensive player wasn't on the list and, and uh, performed the way that Kyle did. That performance by Taysom Hill would be number one for me. Huge. How about Ty Detmer? 603 yards of total offense, threw for 599. That's the most in a game in BYU history, 603 of total. Against San Diego State, 91, that famous 52-52 tie to win the WAC championship. Ties. How about this? So do you know what the tackle record in a game for BYU is? They didn't start keeping tackles officially in the NCAA until 2000, but BYU kept, people kept it before. In 1971, a dude named Dan Hansen, no, not Dan Smith from BYU, but Dan Hansen <laughs> had 36 tackles in the game, 22 unassisted. Now, I wouldn't call it a big game against New Mexico per se, but 36 tackles in a game, Brian? See, you know what, man, Jared? That's statistician. I, I, I don't want to take anything away from Dan at all. That was an amazing <laughs> performance. But I heard back in the day that if you just like put your pinky on the mm. the, the running back or the receiver, that's a lot of pinkies though. <laughs> you just you 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 get it. Anybody that was around the pile, you got a a, a, a tackle or or an assisted tackle. Mm-hmm. So all you so had how to many do- would you, have you had in a game? At your best, if that were the case. Oh, bro, I would have, I would have broke records, man. I would have, I would have broke records. Why? Because I always went celebrated with my guys, no matter what, <laughs> no matter what. I was running there, and so you're patting them and, on the back, well, and you're like tackle. Well, this is the real, this is the real story here, with Coach Mendenhall and and your grades that you get. So after every game, you get a grade after for uh, uh for, for your performance, right? And how you get that grade is based off of each individual play. So there's a few metrics, right? If you if you did your job correctly, um, your effort, your energy, did you run to the ball? So that was the main thing. Was as a defensive player on, at, on Bronco Mendenhall's defense, you had to make sure that you got your butt in the film after a play was over. Otherwise, mm. you got marked off. So that was a real reason. So we all would have broke the records, all eleven players, because <laughs> of that rule by Coach Mendenhall. Dan Hansen, tw- thirty six tackles in seventy one. <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian, okay. Head coach at USC now. In his first game of his senior season against Texas A&M, ranked 13th at the time, threw for 536 yards and had six touchdowns in that 41-37 win against A&M. I was on like the sixth row in that game. Do you know what color shirt I wore to that game? I just picked some random shirt. I wore a maroon shirt to that Mm. game. A maroon Maroon? shirt! That is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Why would you do that? I don't know. I was an idiot. Was everybody like, boo! Boo that man. I literally wore the color of the other team. That Boo game. that man with the caterpillar mustache. <laughs> Get him out. Get him out of here. When I was a teenager, I did not have a caterpillar mustache at the BYU Texas oh, yeah. A&M game. Yeah. yeah you had, you this is 96, peach, bro. You probably had peach fuzz, This right? is 19 years ago, dude. You had like two whiskers? Not even that, hey, This man. is This is impressive considering it was the, the, the home opener, right? Usually classic on ABC. Brent Musburger calls this game Sarkeesian's first. BYU, th- this starts the 14-1 year. And they and, and Texas A&M, you said, was ranked 13th. Yes. Right? Yes. The, the, what's, what's impressive for, for me as a player, uh, a lot of games in the beginning of the season are horrible. I mean, there's a lot of flags and penalties. It's just sloppy play because – you're, you're coming off of your offseason, and you haven't played against anybody except for your team. A lot of jitters, a lot of nerves. So to be almost perfect like this speaks volume to the type of player that, that uh, Sark was. So that's really impressive right there for me. That would probably be maybe three or four out of, out of the list. That's pretty good. Ben Patch, 
who made uh, the USA B team, essentially. Uh, we'll tell you about that coming up in the whip. Had 35 kills his freshman year at UC Irvine in 2013. The eventual national champions, BYU the runner-up. And then my pick is this one. Robbie Bosco had the greatest individual performance in a big game in BYU history. In the 1984 Holiday Bowl against Michigan, he had 343 passing yards and two touchdowns. Remember, he came out of the game for half quarter, a quarter, mm. and had 343 and led BYU to the win. That was the biggest game in BYU history, and he yeah. threw for 343, dude. Yeah. There's, That's there's awesome. There's extra weight considering it's the national oh, title for sure. game. Right? So let's, let's get your opinion. What's the greatest individual performance by a BYU athlete in a big game? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At Justin D. Sweeney, two words, Detmer, Miami. 38 of 54, 406, three touchdowns against the number one team and number one D in 1989. Mm. So he goes the year before in the BYU loss. Did he mean 90? I think he meant 90. Not sure. At Bronson's biceps. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmer against number four ranked San Diego State. I think he had 42 in that game in the Merit Center. Greatest sporting event I've ever been to. Amazing. Amazing. At Dr. Steve Best. Toss-up. Jim McMahon, 80, Holiday Bowl, forcing punt team off the field versus Robbie Bosco, 84, Holiday Bowl, limping around field for win. Yeah. Imagine if Carly Ooh. Lloyd got a hat trick with a busted like, like a, knee like or hurt yeah. knee. Yeah. That's what Robbie Bosco did. Three, threw for 343 on a lame knee. That, yeah. I, I, had, I didn't know that, man. I, would, I think I'd probably have to move that to number one now. It's pretty or, big. Oh, sorry. I mean number two. Use the hashtag BYUSN Different and offense over defense in. I always Never. do. This is BYU, dude. <laughs> Keep your tweets coming on the greatest individual performance in BYU history. The guy that came in for Robbie Bosco in that game, Blaine Fowler, joins us next. What does he think? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We're simulcasting on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join us using the hashtag BYUSN. If you missed any of today's show, or any BYU Sports Nation for that matter, you can catch up on demand by downloading our podcast on iTunes. It's free. Or by visiting BYUTV.org for episodes. In fact, at uh, TX Colonel said, uh, I, I saw him tweet a little earlier today that he's on a road trip and he's been catching up on the podcast. Nice. So if you don't catch us live, no problem. Uh, you can still weigh in anytime you want using the hashtag BYUSN. But Texas, I believe TX Colonel is the one that bought all the tickets to the Missouri game. Am I? Am I off on that? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So that's that's awesome. Our Twitter question today: What's the greatest individual performance by a BYU athlete in a big game? At eighty-six, WI Coog, Jimmer fifty-two against New Mexico, Danny Ainge against Notre Dame comes to mind. But how about Jen Hampson kills and digs against Texas in the national mm. semifinal? She had twenty-two kills and yeah. ten digs. That's a pretty. That's a final four. That's game. a game. That's a big game. That's a great. That's a great uh, mention. Listen, our fans. And members of BYU Sports Nation are smart. That is a great poll. Excellent poll. I said, I said Robbie Bosco in the 1984 Holiday Bowl was number one. Brian said Kyle Van Noy. Let's bring in Blaine Fowler now to get his opinion. What is the greatest individual performance by a BYU athlete in a big game, Blaine? I don't even think it's close. And I know that one of the, one of the listeners sent it in, but Ty Detmer against Miami. Come on, you guys. It's, first of all, the, the atmosphere for that game is the best atmosphere I've ever seen for a football game that BYU's been involved in. And secondly, I, as I look back, see, we have the advantage when we look back 
at actually evaluating more effectively or, or more accurately how good the win was because we can look at the whole body of work looking back. And in Miami, I still believe to this day, is the best football team that BYU has ever beaten because they finished that season in 90, number three in both polls. And their only losses that year were BYU on the road and then at Notre Dame, who was number six in the country that year. They killed Texas in the Cotton Bowl and finished number three in the country. Everyone so, does that. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Everybody beats Texas, not in the Cotton Bowl, not back then big, either. And so, big deal so to me, that's, the, that's the, the best team BYU has ever beaten. It set the stage for BYU's only Heisman Trophy winner, because I believe Ty Detmer won the Heisman, Ty Detmer won the Heisman Trophy in that game. Um, and BYU that year, they were 10-3 and three that season. But that stage was such a big national stage. That Miami team was supposed to be good, number one in the country. Ty Detmer um, goes for 406, three touchdowns. Remember, he only had one interception in that game. He was flawless down the stretch. And then, as you look back on it, Miami was a great football team. So, so to me, against the best competition BYU's ever played in football, he was at his best. And so I got I to give it to Ty. Um, and that's if we're talking football. If we're talking all sports, that, then I, it's almost like a two-game thing, but I've got to give it to Jimmer Fredette for his back-to-back San Diego State wins. The, the one in Pro Bowl where he had 43. And, and remember, that's when BYU was top ten. I think they were ninth. San Diego State was in the top five. Yes. Um, Kawhi goes off in that game. The nation spotlighted on BYU, um, I think, launches themselves into where they think they're an elite team. Then they go back down to San Diego, and maybe even a better game. Ty has 25, but he has nine assists in that game. You know, B- BYU had, was the only team that had beaten San Diego State that year, so now it's the rematch. San Diego State's 27-1, and one, and again, ranked number four in the country. BYU's number seven now, and BYU pounds them 80-67. to 67. And, uh, and I remember, because I did an interview that week with Coach Fisher, and he said after the game, he said, I told my team, and they didn't want to hear it, that that BYU team was a Final Four talent team mm. and they didn't have anything to be ashamed of. And so, so to me, Jimmer leading a Final Four talent team in back-to-back games at home against San Diego State and then down in, in uh, Viejas Arena down there in San Diego, I, I have a hard time putting anything in front of either of those performances. And, uh, you know, it, it's, hard, it's hard to choose between those. But to me, those are the top. And, and I acknowledge the New Mexico um, – the crazy game he had against New Mexico with only one free throw that you mentioned, Jerem. But the bigger stage was two top ten teams on national television um, in, in basketball, and that's why I put those other two with Jimmer Fredette. So, and I would, I would argue that those are the two best basketball teams, and that's one of the best basketball teams BYU's ever played, most talented. I think Kawhi Leonard's proved that out um, when he was with, you know, what he's done since then. But So I don't know. I what do you guys think? What about Ty's performance against Miami? Is that not the best football team BYU's ever played in history? I, I agree with that statement um, with Miami. I, I think that the 84 Holiday Bowl meant more for BYU in terms of, you know, it, it, it sealed the national championship. And Robbie Bosco had 343 in that game, despite coming out and you come into the game. So maybe he throws for 400 and three touchdowns instead of 343 and two in that game. I don't know. Yeah, no. I, so that's, that's a big, huge stage. And I think the whole country was watching – because, uh, you know, is, is BYU really any good? The problem with that is is that Michigan just not as good a football team. We don't need to mention that, Blaine. <laughs> well, and and I, don't want, I don't want to take anything away from my boy because that's my roommate. 
and that's my team, right? I'm just trying to be objective here. If, if, if I'm not objective, then everything's the best in 1984, obviously, <laughs> yeah. if I'm not objective. Yeah. yeah, we're the best in 1984, absolutely, absolute best. The problem was we turned the ball over a bunch in that game. That game was way closer than it should have been. We were a way better football team than Michigan, and we should have handled them. It, should, it shouldn't have come down to the end of a game. Now, they were very, very good defensively, but they were nicked up. Their Jim Harbaugh was watching from the sideline. It's, it's just it's the, it's the biggest win in BYU history because of what it meant um, by just putting an exclamation point on the end of a tremendous season. Mm-hmm. And if you go undefeated in a season, hey, I, I think if you, if you can win five practices in a row these days, it's pretty good. Let, let, let alone <laughs> that many games in a row, right? It, it's hard to stay focused for that many weeks and to be lucky enough to do it. So, so to me, that's the greatest season in BYU history. But if we're going to single out a game, that was an exclamation point against a team that wasn't the best team we played on the schedule that year and a team that we should have handled much easier. That's why I put this one with Ty in front of it, because I believe that that was a phenomenal football team in Miami. They proved it out over the season. And to me, it's still the best single win that BYU's ever had in football, even better than an Oklahoma win nope. or the A&M win that, that, that we talk about with 96 or the Kansas State win in 96. Um, I think the second most talented football team BYU's ever played was the 1980 Holiday Bowl against SMU with Eric Dickerson and Craig James. I think that that was a top five talent football team that BYU beat that year. So to me, those are the two best teams, Miami number one and SMU number two. Uncle B, I can't believe believe you just said better than the 2009 Oklahoma win when I'm on the show right now. Maybe if if it's Spencer and Jerem, but come on, man. Brian's first game as a Cougar. (laughs) My first game? Come on. My I to my nephew saying. Brian, to my nephew Brian, I always just try to be objective, right? <laughs> no, I, I, objective. I get what you're saying. You make a you make a great point, and you know, I talked to Jaron about this a little bit earlier. That you know, when when you are ranking a player or a team or a performance, you know, you you do have to look at the bigger picture, there, at all the factors that play into it. So that's a good point. Uh, that you made with that Michigan team. For me, it's it's Kyle Van Noy, not because I'm a defensive player, but just because I understand how difficult it is to have a true impact where you are winning the entire game by yourself on the defensive side of the ball. You're not touching the ball every every snap like the quarterback. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're not in a position to get your hand on the ball being a running back or a receiver. So for you to, to score um, on the defensive side right there, uh, you know, it just says it all to me with, with that performance. The debate is not how great the individual performance was on any of these. It's how big was that game. Yeah, that's and, the and discussion. That's, that's, the only, that's the only reason I wouldn't put Kyle's up there because – Right after that game and still to this day, I think it's the single most impact, impactful, and I'm talking NFL or college, defensive performance I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're, you're right, Brian. He single-handedly won the game. That never happens with a defender. Nope. And, and I walked away from that game, and I, and I thought, I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen a defensive player all of a sudden go, well, looks like I'm going to have to make some plays if we're going to win this because the offense isn't moving the ball, and then just <laughs> take the game over and win a game. I don't know how you do that on defense. He somehow did it. So to me, it's it's the best uh, single-handed defensive performance where where a defender you can just go that guy won the game. How often do you do that on defense? Never. But so so I, I will I'll agree with you on that, Brian. That it was incredible. But the game wasn't as big. It yeah. wasn't for a national championship. It wasn't against the number one team in the nation. It wasn't against a top five San Diego State basketball team. It it wasn't Danny Ainge against. 
UCLA, you know, and, and the, to get to the, uh, the Sweet 16. So the game wasn't as big, and that's why I have to move that one down. Certainly the best individual defensive performance I've ever It was seen. against a team that took away my scholarship. Two thousand. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to go there no more. Well, you did. You just did. And think about this for a second uh, But as we move on in a moment. Uh, if Kyle Van Noy doesn't show up and make that, those plays, that's a seven-win season, not an eight. Mm. That's a seven-win season. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Taysom Hill made our list. Uh, We didn't put together a top ten. We just threw out some there. But 259 against Texas. The the 417 passing 100-plus rush against Houston was, you know, the seventh QB in FBS history to ever do that. In 2013, it seemed like Taysom Hill had to shoulder the individual load a little more than 2014, where he got the ball to playmakers. BYU's 4-0, they're ranked 18th, and then he gets hurt. Do you see 2015 being more like 2013 or 14 Taysom Hill? This year is going to be he's going to be more of a distributor, and we we already heard him on media that tell us that he and Robert and I have talked a lot, and the game plan is for him to be more of a distributor. There are going to be fewer run plays that are called for him. He's still going to run around and make plays, but they're going to be fewer. He's going to be more careful and get down. But I think he can do that because I think there's so much talent in the receiving core and the running back core around him. I think the offensive line is going to be more solid than they were last year, so the protection will be better. So I think that this becomes an offense that looks more like the one that Christian Stewart ran down the stretch, which was very effective mixed with the threat that Taysom Hill can take off and just kill you with his feet. So this this offense, if you're a defensive coordinator, and the offense becomes what I think it can this year, it's, it's just completely scary to try to defend that. And okay. so if, if he's doing it all and he's shouldering the load like he did two years ago, that's not a good thing for BYU. If he's distributing the ball and he's contributing and there's all these weapons that you have to defend and then all of a sudden he takes off and runs 70 yards for a touchdown is kind of an afterthought. That's scary for defensive coordinators, and that's what I think BYU is going to be this year. And after this year, we're going to be talking about a performance that Taysom Hill had in a big year, in a special year, when BYU had a great record against the the best schedule they've ever played, where he not only throws for 400 yards, but he has 100 yards rushing like he did in Houston, but it's going to be a bigger game than Houston. That that was going to be my next question for you, Uncle B, is – who is most likely to have the next greatest individual performance? And let's, let's add a little bit more on this outside of, of Taysom Hill. I think depending on how healthy Jamal gets, um, I think he has a chance to have some big games. And the reason I do is I, I think we'll see him utilize, the running backs utilized out of the backfield. I think we'll see a more balanced offense where the running backs will have a chance to make bigger plays. And when you think of running backs having big games, you know, a guy that runs the ball 37 times in a game and has 150 yards, that's, that's a great performance. Mm-hmm. But, but a guy that runs it 11 or 12 times and has 190 yards because he breaks off a 65-yarder and he breaks off a 50-yarder, that's what I think this offense is capable of this year. So I think we're going to see those running backs. And if Jamal's 100%, like he keeps telling me he's going to be, then I think he has a chance to have a really, really special game this year and get some big chunks and turn in some big yardage in a couple of games. We should bring up uh, one of the greatest rushing performances of all time. Of course, uh, Eldon Fortis, 272 in 62 against George Washington. But this morning someone said, didn't Luke Staley have a huge game? Uh, yeah. Luke Staley ran for 196 and five touchdowns on 22 carries, 8.9 a pop against Colorado State in 01. <laughs> wow. That was yeah, crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. His entire junior season 
was just one ridiculous game after another. And at the time, Kyle Whittingham told me he was the best running back he had ever seen or, or had to coach against. So had ever played against or coached against up to that point. Because the combination of being almost 230 pounds, yet being lightning fast, so that strength-speed combination is just one that BYU had, hadn't had before and they really haven't had since. Like He was legit sprinter speed at almost 230. Uh, and so you, you go to defend him, Brian, and you can imagine this. They toss the ball to him, he goes to the edge, and the first time you're defending him, He's gliding, and you think you got the right angle, and he just turns the corner and runs away from you. And you go, oh, man, I didn't realize he was that fast. So now you take a more aggressive angle the next time he gets it on the toss, and you start going as fast as you can, and then he just plants his foot and cuts back inside and breaks nine arm tackles and goes for a touchdown. And so I think he's the most difficult back to defend BYU's ever had because of that combination. And, th- and that junior year before he got hurt, he was unbelievable. And, you know, BYU's only Doke Walker award winner. So he had a lot of great games. That's when you get blocked as a defender on purpose so you don't look bad (laughs) on the field. Blaine, we always try and compare Taysom Hill to a quarterback. Do we need to compare him to Luke Staley physically? Is that the comparison? He's more – well, think about it. So I think up to this point, Luke Staley's the biggest freak that's ever played at BYU. Physically the biggest freak. No, i got to take that back. Because Ziggy's a freak. Yeah. Let's talk about freaks in BYU history. In a positive Um, way. In a positive way. These are freaks in a positive way. So Luke Staley's a freak. You're not supposed to be that big and that fast. It's just in his calves. So I I was uh, doing a San Diego State game down there, and and Ted Toner, I'm trying to think if it was Ted or it was was somebody that had coached at BYU, and it might have been Ted Toner that was there then. And Luke was warming up, and I just remember the coach looking at me and going, look at those calves. What, what opposing coach looks at a running back and says, look at those calves? <laughs> they they were ridiculous. Coach. Right. Yeah, so di- diamond calves he had. And, I mean, the guy just – I mean, he lifted hard and worked hard, but he's, he was just gifted genetically. And then, then Ziggy comes through, so I think he's the next big freak because um, you're not allowed to be that big and run that fast. That's just yep. stupid crazy, it's right? It's illegal in nine countries. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I, I remember talking to the basketball coaches when he tried out for basketball – they watched him run up and down the floor, and they said, clearly, this kid is a freak, but he just doesn't have the hands or the skill to play basketball. This guy should be on the football team. And they were absolutely right. And now he's, he's dominating at the highest level. So he's in the, But I think that Taysom Hill now is number three. If I'm going to rank all-time freaks, <laughs> Taysom's right up there. He's, he's a complete freak of nature. He's unbelievably fast, um, but he's built like an NFL outside linebacker. Not even strong safety. He's built like a backer. And I'm convinced that if he wanted to, he could say tomorrow, I'm switching to outside backer. He could start to train like a backer, and he can play in the NFL as an outside linebacker. Wow. How many quarterbacks do you say, can you say that about in the history of the game? Dak Prescott, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And so he's yeah, he's right there. So those are, those are my three freaks in BYU history. It and goes then some Lucas. random kid at the Elms in the 80s. Yeah. That's it. Those it are the Luke, top four. It goes Ziggy, <laughs> and, it goes, and it goes Taysom. I'm not sure what order. Taysom's right in there in the mix. Yeah. Blaine, great stuff. We appreciate the time, and uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy the summer. We'll catch up with you soon. All right, guys. Thanks. Blaine Fowler on BYU Sports Nation. I should mention in that game I, me- I mentioned against Colorado State where Luke Staley went off, Brandon Doman ran for 164 and two touchdowns himself. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Jeez. BYU ran for 410 in that game. We should, we should was that do, the Texas game before the Texas game? I was, was going to say, we should do like a – it would be interesting to see the top performances, like duo performances. Mm. 
you've given me something to do I've, this I've, afternoon. I've given you some content Not that for I this summer, man. I didn't have anything already to do. <laughs> What's the greatest individual performance by a BYU athlete in a big game? Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, I'll tell you my most underrated one of this. Keep them coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Brian Korea, 2009. Okay. <laughs> Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. If you haven't already, download the show podcast on iTunes or stream it at BYUSportsNation.com. Hey, get your hands on some BYU Sports Nation swag of your own. Go to TheBYUStore.com and search BYU Sports Nation or Blue Goggles and get your own pair of BYU Sports Nation Blue Goggles, which Brian Logan is donning right now. Or a BYU, those are upside down. Yep. Or a BYU Sports Nation t-shirt. It's a swag, man. Get your swag. It's swagtastic. Get it's the sw- summer swagtacular. Get your swag on. Wear the glasses. I guess if you could do it like for, like a, for like a rally, right, for the mm-hmm. baseball team or maybe yeah. football or whatever, you could put it on backwards, you know, put, Listen, it, put the T-shirt on backwards. You, you need these do. for your family reunion, for the Logan family reunion. You're going to have all matching <laughs> T-shirts, matching blue goggles. Get your BYU Sports. Go to Disneyland. Get your BYU Sports Nation blue goggles nice. today. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Cougars in Canada getting it done. Austin Collie with the BC Lions. Five grabs, 65 yards, a TD in his debut, and a 27-16 loss to Ottawa. Uh, Cody Hoffman with the Montreal Alouettes. Three catches, 46 yards, a TD in a 29-11 win versus Calgary. Another guy doing work, Taylor Sander. 13 kills and an ace in the USA's win over Poland to win their World League pool. The USA advances to the finals in Rio. News with Jimmer Fredette. No NBA contract as of yet, but... Sportanado.com, a European Hoops website, says Olympia Milano is talking to Jimmer Fredette about a possible contract. Hmm. More on that in the next segment. Interesting. Current Cougar pitcher Maverick Buffalo threw eight innings of no-hit ball Friday night for the D.C. Grays. Awesome. No-hitter. Imagine that, Jim. Could you hit off of him? Heck no. What about a bunt? I'm afraid it'd come <laughs> into my face. I wouldn't know. No, I wouldn't want to do that. BYU football signee Charles West was injured in a shooting over the weekend. West was shot in the arm while playing basketball with some friends. He was released from the hospital last night. Our Twitter question, what's the greatest individual performance by a BYU athlete in a big game? At TashaLynn19 says, Jimmer! 52 points versus New Mexico in the Mountain West Conference Tourney 2011. I was there. It was beyond amazing. I was there as well. Jimmer has a lot. He's got a lot so far. He is, he is the man for the Twitter generation he of is, BYU fans. He, he is, is the man. He is the man. Dub, he's dub man. D A. He's dub man. He's D A M. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's I, how you say I feel it. you. You can't. You can't use somebody as big as Jimmer. You can't use T H E. He is the man. He's he's the man. Uh, I mentioned earlier. I was going to tell you my most underrated greatest individual performance in a big game. We're leveraging what Carly Lloyd did yesterday for the USA Women: a hat trick, three goals in sixteen minutes. Okay, in 1990, everybody knows what happened September 8th. BYU-Miami, okay? The next week, what happened then was amazing. And this is my most underrated, greatest individual performance. Mm -hmm. BYU goes down 29-7 in the third quarter at home. Remember, they beat number one Miami the week before. Can you imagine sitting in Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Sit down! Yeah, you'd hear that. (laughs) And and being down 29-7. Ty Detmer... And the Cougars outscore Wazoo 43-7 to in the second half to win the game by 14. What did Ty Detmer do in that game? 32-50, 4-48, five touchdowns. Amazing. The greatest individual performance that nobody talks about. So underrated. BYU climbs to number four that season. You can relate to this. 
you beat number three Oklahoma in the first game. You pound Tulane. Mm-hmm. Then the Florida State game happens. But mm-hmm. but then you ri- but then you rise up again. You're 16th. You play TCU. You finish 11 and two. You finish top 20. Okay, that's what this BYU team essentially did. They had a number one win. You had a number three win. Granted, you. Colby Clawson knocks uh, Sam Bradford out. So <laughs> yep. Oklahoma does not f- – They, I believe they finished uh, with seven or eight wins that season. Yeah, I think I think they were – I think week up to week 11 they were in the top 25. Uh, or week eight, I mean, excuse me. Uh, they were in the top 25 and then eventually uh, ended up falling out. But the thing with Miami is they kept it going and finished number three. Yeah, that's see, the only difference. That's a, that's and, and to me that – Eight that, and five that year. That means more to me if you beat a, a ranked team in the beginning of the season and they finished strong – Compared like Virginia to, Tech. Right. Virginia yeah. Tech can say, we beat Ohio State. We're the only team that did it. Yeah. And guess who Virginia Tech opens up with this season at home? Ohio, Ohio. State. Nice. This, this is really amazing to me. I don't think that you should lose a game when you're up that much. 29-7. <laughs> you you're should, 22. Man, at that point, I'm kicking back, relaxing. I, I untie. I loosened up my cleats at that point. I maybe just have one side of my chin strap strapped up. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm probably not even putting my mouthpiece in half the time. I'm just talking to Andrew or Brandon. We're just joking around. That's, that's what you did anyway. That's how You're right. That's how confident <laughs> I would be as a player with that score uh, in the third quarter. I, I would not think, and well, that's probably why, I mean, they ended up losing, right, and, and coming back. But, I mean, that speaks volume uh, for, for Ty Detmer, I mean, to come back and, and win the game. I mean, I would be really depressed as a player after that. Washington State was up 22 on a team that beat the number one team. I maybe quit football. Yeah, that, so, so that, those stats and that game, that's part of why Ty wins the Heisman in 90. Miami yeah. is his Heisman moment, as everyone likes to to point out, right? But there are games like that that happen. So we want to go back to you. What's the greatest individual performance by a BYU athlete in a big game to you? Let's go to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At RTM McC- RT McCombs. Isaac Nielsen, when he carded the Gonzaga <laughs> inbounds pass, allowing BYU to upset the Bulldogs in the kennel. Really? <laughs> really? Was that, that was the right. yes. Hey, was, see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a. Hey, I gotta make a statement for my man Brian Korea. Then, if that, if that's in there, <laughs> 2009 Ryan Oklahoma was bigger Oklahoma, in that game. When Harvey Ungu was out, the running back, the running <laughs> back nice was to remember gone. Remember the Titans. The, he was gone. He was out. <laughs> and who we had? My man B Korea, Brian Korea, big academic all American, stepped up. Man, you know, got some first downs when we needed to. He was all bruised up. You should have seen that man after the game. You know, he was like a bruised pair. It was, you know, red, blue, and all kind of colors. He was a rainbow, man. That that was a That's huge underrated. performance. That's underrated. He didn't he didn't rush for 100 yards or 200 yards, but he got big first downs and a huge win. At KooksFan44, going away from the obvious choice of KVN, well, yeah. I'm going with Brian Cree against Oklahoma in 2009. See, yep. I don't yeah. put that one up there. It, it, was it a big performance? Yes. It's not equal to a hat trick in the World I'm, Cup final. I'm talking That's... about underrated, though. You said underrated. Oh, we're going underrated still? <laughs> underrated. No, underrated. we went away from underrated. That's an underrated one. You're right. That is an underrated one. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't compare to Ty Emmer. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> At Mo underscore Finn, the Danny Ainge game winner in the NCAA tournament, of course. A Heisman or a New Year's Six next year? We'll debate in Would You Rather next on BYU Sports Day. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. 
Did you miss our interview earlier with Blaine Fowler, Uncle B, as Brian calls him? Don't worry, that interview and every BYU Sports Nation interview is available on the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe now, youtube.com slash TV Sports. Check it out. What's the greatest individual performance by a BYU athlete in a big game? We're talking Carly Lloyd, hat trick in 16 minutes. What's the translation for a BYU similar performance? That's our Twitter question. Some, some guy named at Linehan 9 weighs in. Oh, it's Johnny Linehan. He says, no-brainer, most underrated greatest individual performance. Spencer Linton calling the softball game with no voice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nice. No, that was big. Spencer went through a phase where he had no voice, so clearly I took some time off during that um, period as well. Uh, I seem to I be think, taking a lot of time I off. I think I came in. For a little bit, yeah, and helped out. We're, we're, we're getting you, you know, some some vacay, man. A little bit, yeah. Money. That was pretty good. Yeah, that that is good in terms of broadcasting performances this year. I'd say that's up there. Yeah, yeah. Spencer's up there, man. He's 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 yeah. Costas pink eye in Russia. Uh, Spencer calling the softball game with no voice. Those are you know those come to mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Okay, occasionally we like to play a fun game called Would You Rather. It's not a Sunday afternoon evening with your friends. It's BYU Sports Nation. Let's do it. It's Would You Rather on BYU Sports Nation. Hashtag catchphrase. Would you rather <laughs> we debate a thing or the other thing? You have to pick one. Let's go. Number one. Would you rather Jimmer play in the NBA or overseas next season? Mm. What do you think, mm. Brad? I'm going to say, who is hard? I just switched it. I'm going to say NBA. I'm gonna say NBA, and the reason why is I think I think I would like to see Jimmer have one more chance, one more chance, one more chance, one, just just one more go. You know, I, I know things didn't really go as well uh, or as planned last season. I think if he can get into a team uh, that you know really uh, can uh, maybe a, a coach that could take him under his wing and, and really focus on on uh, his game and maybe maturing him to the player that he can be. I, I think he can. I think he can stay in the NBA a little bit longer. So one more chance. Amen. NBA because Europe will be there. Jimmer Fredette, guys yeah. like Jimmer Fredette can go to the NBA and play and play well. There is there is a rumor that uh, he's being courted by a team in Milan, Italy. I hope that Jimmer Fredette does not play in Europe this next year because that will be there. Yeah. I, I'm like you. I want one more shot at the NBA. If Matthew Delvadova can have success in the NBA, why can't Jimmer Fredette? Jimmer? It's been the most frustrating thing to not see Jimmer succeed in the NBA. Let's see if he's got it. One more shot for Jimmer Fredette. Let's go to number two. Would you rather have Taysom win the Heisman or BYU go to a New Year's Six game? This is an interesting question because we don't know if you're winning the New Year's Six game or not. Nope. So it, so did you want did you want Ty Detmer to uh, win the Heisman or did you want BYU that year to go to, say, a New Year's Six game had it been in place? I say New Year's Six game because I think program prestige matters the most. How did Baylor do Robert Griffin III's senior year or junior year or whatever? It doesn't matter. He won the Heisman, right? That was cool. For Baylor, for a team like BYU. But I would rather BYU go to a New Year's Six game because I think that would mean matter for a possible – that would mean more for a possible Power 5 invite. I'm going to say the Heisman. And and the reason why I'm going to say the Heisman is because not a lot of uh, non-P5 schools have Heisman candidates. True. And so – that's, oh, candidates that, are for days. Right, winners, right? right. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Well, winner candidates and winners, right? Not there's still not a lot. You may have one or two, maybe the most out of the the, the last couple years. Uh, but for for a winner, that is highly highly unlikely to happen given the schedule, etc. So, 
for I, I think there's just going to be a huge uproar. What the heck? Why would you have a non-P5 guy, blah, 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 the schedule and all this stuff? So I think there's just going to be so much more talk and chatter uh, about the program as a whole because of where they're currently at if you have Taysom winning the Heisman. Do you know the last non-P5 team and player to win a Heisman? Nope. Ty Detmer, number three. Mm. Would you rather BYU football wins 10 games in 2015 or basketball goes to the lead eight? <sighs> wow. That's as juicy as the steak I had on the 4th of July. Um, <laughs> you go first because I got I, I got, got you, man. This one. It's easy for me because I'm a football guy. Football is life. 10 wins <laughs> in 2015 for me. Football's fifth to the head coach of this institution. <laughs> what are you talking about? But 10 wins or the Elite Eight? Okay, what would do more for BYU as, a, as an yeah. athletic department? 10 wins, clearly, in football. The Elite Eight is awesome, and it would be fantastic. I think that that could be coming in the coming years. But this season, I would go 10 wins because BYU football is in a position where they need to showcase themselves mm. as best they can, like Utah and TCU did, who got Power 5 invites. So, so I'll, I'll go with 10 games as well. If this schedule is like last year's schedule, would you rather have the Elite Eight? No. Ten, still still ten, 10 wins. Still 10 wins. Well, uh, last year I would have wanted 11 or 12. <laughs> this year, this right. year it's 10. And it all begins September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 61 days. Nice. 61 days. Can you believe it? Yesterday was two months away. You know, I just found out, man. We're about a month away from... Summer camp, which is somehow called fall camp. My, you know, we, I've been saying my anniversary, right? And then my son's, Congratulations. My son's birthday is the very next weekend. Wow. <laughs> it's busy in the Logan Man. household in September. Yes. A current BYU pitcher had a no-hit bid over the weekend. We'll tell you who next in the Cougar Whip Around on BYU Sports Nation. Nice. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the CFL, eh? Austin Kylie and Cody Hoffman both caught touchdowns in their CFL debuts. Kylie had five catches for 65 yards in a TD in a 27-16 loss for the BC Lions, while Hoffman tallied three, catch, three catches for 46 yards in a TD while playing for the Montreal Alouettes. Cougars in the association. Brandon Davies, not Davis, started playing for the Orlando Blue team in an NBA Summer League in his debut performance. Davies recorded seven points and four boards in 20 minutes of play. In the WNBA, Jen Hampson had one rebound and two assists in four minutes as the L.A. Sparks lost to Phoenix. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sander hit 13 kills and an ace as Team USA defeated Poland to win their World League pool. They're on their way to Rio for their finals. Also, Ben Patch made the Team USA roster for their Pan Am games. Softball. Gordy Bravo wrapped up her play with Team Mexico in the World Cup of Softball over two games against the USA Junior Team. Bravo recorded three hits, an RBI, and two runs. Soccer. BYU men's soccer lost 3-2 to two against Burlingame on Saturday in Southfield. They'll rest before traveling to play at Burlingame this Saturday. Baseball. They had a sweet logo on uh, July 4th in midfield. It was awesome. Current BYU baseball player Maverick Buffo pitched a no-hitter with nine strikeouts over eight innings for a summer ball team, the D.C. Grays. In the minors, Taylor Cole pitched a complete game and had nine strikeouts in a shutout victory for the double-A New Hampshire Fisher Cats. That's a pretty good performance. Nicely done. Fisher Cats. Yeah, these mascots. <laughs> I know. Minor league mascots are awesome. <laughs> 
Hey, future guest, Lucas Slabe, new uh, men's volleyball assistant coach, uh, as well as men's tennis coach Brad Pierce, who played in Wimbledon back mm. in the day. He's got a new book coming out as well. Nice. Plus Brian Keel, of course, coming up this Friday. Big B. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Helping you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Let's give it to Taylor Cole. That's quite the performance. And Maverick Buffo. Two solid pitching performances from a current and former Cougar. They get today's Rise and Shout. What's the greatest individual performance by a BYU athlete in a big game? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Family Budge, Jimmer versus anybody. <laughs> wow. Tell- yeah, exactly. Or, or Taysom Hill versus Texas is number one, which t- 259. We're not even talking about Taysom last year. Isn't that funny? Yeah, right. Uh, McMahon versus SMU, Spencer Linton versus BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> I'm confused on that one, but I'll take your, but don't take my word for it. At H Collier 88, greatest performance, Bronco Mendenhall dancing after the goal line stand against Boise State. <laughs> I, would, I would agree with that one, man. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't really call it a dance. It was just, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd yeah, call it a dance. it needs some work. And he's a better defensive coordinator than dancer, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, leveraging the would you rather Heisman or New Year's Six conversation. At Carson underscore Dudley. Most likely, if Taysom wins Heisman, it's because we are winning enough to be in a New Ooh, Year's Six. That's a great point. That is a good point However, right there. St- Steven Screaming A. Smith, <laughs> you had to pick one of them. Yeah. So pick one of them. And our elite tweet of the day. <laughs> that never gets old. <laughs> At 86, W.I. Coog. Jimmer, Jimmer's 52 against New Mexico. Danny Ainge against Notre Dame come to mind. But how about Jen Hampson kills and digs 22 and 10? Against Texas in the national semifinal. How about yeah. that? Yeah, and if we're talking about big games, you know, since Kyle Van Noy obviously is a number one because mm-hmm. not in a big game, then yeah, that makes it very elite. Thanks to Blaine Fowler and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. The show is on demand on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN and BYUSportsNation.com. For Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to one of your former teammates. Brian Korea. BYU Sports Station, back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time.